Welcome to Thriller Premium. Welcome to Thriller Premium. Gathering all the information you would need to stay ahead of the curve on your crypto investments. Welcome to Thriller Rundown. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls from around the world. Gather around. It's time for another exciting episode of Thriller Rundown. Today is October 28, 2020, and uh, we are talking Coinbase. That's right. Coinbase is launching their own crypto card. Let's do it. Top of the rundown. Starting now. The Rundown. All right, let's dive into the rundown, baby. <laughs> so believe it or not, Coinbase has kind of been setting this up for quite some time. You might not have known this, but they are playing chess out there in the crypto world. That's right. It's no mistake that they have DAI, right? They have DAI there for a reason. They're trying to create something for everybody, a stable coin. And then it's no mistake that they have USDC, which they partnered with Circle to create. That's right. It was also to create another stable coin. And then also, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But you know what I mean? They've been working on this for quite some time. There is a lot that has been built up over this. And Coinbase is not dumb. They slowly rolled out a lot of things. They rolled out earned interest on USDC by holding it in your Coinbase account. Same thing with DAI. Like they're really trying to move into this fintech world that we're going to be emerging into next year where everybody's going to have their own financial app and a smorgasbord, <laughs> a buffet, a buffet board of different cool things that you can have. Right. And they're not the only ones doing it. You have Bact. Bact is coming out with their own plethora of goodies inside their app that's going to be attached to a car that you can use uh fold right it's one of the crypto darlings in the space that also has its own you know visa card that you can spend crypto on it earn sats back rewards <laughs> and then now coinbase is officially launching their card that's right. They said today that they are going to expand their crypto card because it was available in Europe, but they're going to be able to open it up to here, U.S. customers. And starting today, you can go join the wait list. <laughs> I already joined because I want to I want to play with this thing. I want to see I, I want to see what it looks like, ladies and gentlemen. Is that wrong? <laughs> and honestly, I, I just want to play with it. I, I don't I probably won't use it. <laughs> but I am looking forward to that back card because I, I just see a lot more goodies inside there. But who knows? Who knows? Coinbase. The thing I like about Coinbase is they do give you free crypto, right? You give a lot <laughs> in privacy, but they give you free crypto uh, if you use their Coinbase earn. Well, with these specific with this specific crypto card that they're announcing, you're going to be able to use it worldwide. That's right, because it's Visa and it's everywhere. <laughs> it's not an ad, but <laughs> but you're going to be able to convert your cryptocurrency to fiat currency. 
That's right. And you're going to be able to complete those purchases and use it for ATM withdrawals. So if you're ever in a pinch and you're like, oh, how am I going to pay for this tab? There you go. <laughs> Sell your Bitcoin. and <laughs> You don't go to jail, right, for paying the tab. <laughs> Anyways, you're going to earn 4% back in crypto rewards and you're going to be able to use those crypto rewards on cool stuff, right? And apparently, this is kind of this is kind of striking. This might be the bigger news of, of the day is that at launch, customers can opt to earn 4% back in Stellar Lumens. Wow, 4% back or 1% back in Bitcoin. Pretty crazy. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Bitcoin, but <laughs> that's not bad. They're giving you free Stellar Lumens on every transaction. That's pretty cool. Or 1% Bitcoin. That's that's pretty cool, too. And it's also going to have or actually it's going to be attached to your Coinbase account. So you're going to be able to, you know, load up, as they would say, and then you can opt to use stable coins instead. Right. So let's say there is some kind of, you know, airdrop here later this year. And let's say hypothetically you want to swap that to USDC. Well, you can swap it to USDC and then lo and behold, boom, right on your crypto card. And uh, it's all it's all done within the app. It's pretty cool. I, I will have to say, though, like everybody's coming out with their own kind of crypto card now. This is this is Coinbase is taking its kind of stab at it. Um, it's going to be very small. But like I said, they're trying to grow this out like they're playing chess out there in Silicon Valley. They're, they're not they're not like trying to go for it all. Kind of like what Back's doing, like what Back's going to release later this year is going to be everything you're going to have like airline miles you can hold in there your starbucks stuff in there you're going to be able to hold like your gift cards you're going to be able to hold your your credit cards your savings your for like it's going to be everything and what coinbase is doing is like no we're, they're going to start off with a debit card <laughs> and then we're going to give you some sats back and then we'll see where it goes right um they're a little bit more methodical <laughs> right i think as a company we've kind of realized they're a little bit more methodical slow slower uh i mean they're okay but you know they necessarily don't have the consumers um i guess the consumers satisfaction at the top of their list i would say right so um they do a good job right <laughs> i think that's the that's probably the the best <laughs> it's probably like the best review anybody has ever given to coinbase in, in the being in the crypto space um but yeah so hopefully we'll see what this turns out i already signed up we'll see if they'll allow me to use it um and i think i think one of the biggest problems that sticks out right at the beginning is like man what about the taxes Right. Like, how is that going to work? Because they do give you like your end of year taxes. But man, imagine having to pay like 20 percent taxes on every transaction that you use, because technically you're converting it, you know, from Bitcoin to um, to USDC. Um, so, yeah, man, I don't know about that. Like, that's one that alone doesn't make up the four percent back in crypto rewards that you're getting. So I think I definitely think that looking at this short term. Yeah, I don't know if it really makes sense if you're having to do taxes here in the States, at least. But if you're looking at it long term, I do think the United States is going to pass some kind of bill, you know, that is going to allow people to not have to pay so much. I, I would think that's coming. We'll see. Maybe once. 
maybe once uh, Chairman Clayton gets out of the SEC <laughs> later this year, we'll probably see that. Okay, with that, let's get into, that's right, five good minutes. Today in five good minutes, we are talking a Bitcoin drop incoming. That's right. Um, we're going to talk all about Bitcoin right now for five minutes. Let's get the timer started. There we go. Okay. So how was your weekend? Mine was fantastic. <laughs> Did we not see that parabolic rise? Right. I mean, right. Exactly. I think trading shot was like $100 off on where we were supposed to be. Um, but we hit it exactly. And by us hitting exactly, hitting that 2019 high, um, well, ladies and gentlemen, now comes the drop. Uh, and, and I'm not trying to scare you as far as like a major drop, but to be honest with you, we've kind of, we're kind of overextended here in October. Um, I think the safe approach would have been us hitting 12, riding into 13K towards the end. And we're coming up towards the end right now. And we we surpassed all expectations for October. It was a very busy month uh, as far as the price of Bitcoin. Uh, it kind of just ate up the whole news this month. And when Bitcoin's like that, there's really nothing you can do. Just kind of stand back, stand back and watch and wait for it to come back down. And right now, people are waiting for it to come back down. Uh, right now, we're at $13,232. But by us hitting that 2019 high here recently, um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens next. And trading shots are already calling that we're going to we're going to go back down. And it's not by much like I'm not trying to say we're going, you know, back down under 10K or anything like that. But we, we are going to retest some of these lows of 20 of 12.5 and 12.2, 12.4. Like we're going to retest some of those. And that's coming here in November. One of the things that we're going to bring up here in Cold Heart Truth is something a little bit different, but we're really headed. We're really headed towards kind of two different paths here, and we'll talk about it more here in um, you know Thriller Coin Talk when we do our Bitcoin in November. We're going to really dive into it, and then I think at that point you'll truly understand what November is looking like. And I hope to release that on Saturday. But just to kind of give you a little bit of a um, idea of what I'm, I'm expecting is I'm expecting us to go back down here in the short term. Um, and I mean by the short term by here till Saturday. Uh, I don't necessarily think we're going to be able to sustain this 13.2, 13.1 range. I think we're going to retest back down to 12.5. I would love us to keep above 12.8, but you know, that's kind of where I see it, it dropping back down to. I would say if we, I would say if we drop back below, uh, below 12 K, then it's kind of, oh, that's not a good spot to be, but we, we kind of want to stay above that 12.5, 12.4, 12.2 K and stay in that range. And then from there, we could definitely see some bigger highs in November. Kind of depends what we're going to see here in the next few days. One of the biggest problems that we're going into this week is the bad news from the stock market. I mean, I, I like to say we're not correlated with the stock market and we're kind of seeing that now how Bitcoin is not correlated at all. And I'm glad that we're showing that. But 
the reason the stock market stock market is cratering today, like today's its worst day, right? I think all year or actually since June. And the reason we're seeing that is because of COVID, right? There's still a pandemic going on. A lot of people are still scared. And with this election, people are more scared. And so there's lockdowns happening all over the world again. And so that is something that Bitcoin is not, um, you know, I would say it's not safe from, right? When people are hurting monetary wise, they're gonna go for the first thing that they, they can to spend that, and that's gonna be Bitcoin. So this is where I think we're seeing two things happen at the same time. We're seeing people, you know, sell stocks, trying to cash in towards the end of the year. We're also seeing a little bit of what the market's doing and with this kind of downturn stock market. And then we're also seeing like all these banks, like it was announced today that Aventai Bank is going to be the second crypto bank in the United States. Everybody's trying to custody Bitcoin now. Right. We also have the central bank of uh, the BIS looking into um, starting their trial of digital currencies by the end of the year here in Switzerland. Uh, we also have DBS Bank is planning to launch its own digital asset exchange here in Singapore. Like there's a lot of big news coming with banks and Bitcoin and, you know, all sorts of stuff like that. They're trying to get in there fast before all these fintech companies kind of take the lead on this. So there's that going on, which is bullish for Bitcoin. You also have the dollar continuously go down in value. And then now some of the biggest news that came out this week is that BlackRock, <laughs> yeah, one of the biggest conglomerates in the world is shorting the dollar. <laughs> yeah, the, the money we gave them earlier this year, they're shorting it now. So there's that all that going on. And then you have the stocks going down and then you have Bitcoin in this kind of thing where it's like, are people gonna sell because there's gonna be further lockdowns around the world? And because of COVID and this resurgence that's coming from it, or is this going to be an opportunity for people to buy because they're seeing all this big money that's coming into it now and actually building out infrastructure on, on like old, old infrastructure like banks, right? So there's a lot of moving pieces here and, and it very much falls into what we're going to be talking about here on the Code Heart Truth. But I would say here in the short term, and I'll give you the long-term approach for November once we get to Bitcoin in November on Saturday, but there is a drop in coming. So just be aware of that. If you were looking to sell here at a high, I would probably take some there and then get ready for a little drop back down under under 13. Um, that's kind of where I'm seeing it. That's kind of where TradingView seeing it as well, too. I'll put the chart here in the show notes so you can take a look at that. But it's. Um, yeah, it's good. It's going to be a tricky month. November is going to be very tricky for a lot of reasons. And um, yeah, I mean, damn pandemic. <laughs> really, I mean, that's what it really is. Okay, with that, let's get into the Code Hard Truth. So today in the Code Hard Truth, I'm going to give you my honest opinion of what I think is going on here uh, in relation to crypto and Bitcoin uh, and coming into November. Um, like I said, I'm going to do a whole Bitcoin in November on Saturday, and I have most of the research already done. 
now it's just about, you know, fact checking a couple more things and checking a couple more sources. And then I'm going to present it to y'all on Saturday. It'll it'll be fantastic. Um, and I hope to get my projections right. I think I think for the most part, I've been pretty accurate uh, in predicting the price of Bitcoin uh, for most of the year. I think March was the only <laughs> month. <laughs> well, a lot of us kind of saw it coming, but we didn't know it was going to come like that. But I think now that kind of going through that now better prepares me uh, to prepare y'all for November because I think what we're seeing here, and this is what my research is already telling me right now, is it's going to be a 50-50 month. Uh, and I mean that in the best possible way. I think what we were seeing at a week ago or two, even two weeks ago, this is why crypto and Bitcoin changes so fast. And this is why you really need to um, you know, follow what we do. And, and, and really, even if it's just listening once a week, <laughs> you really get a better handle of what's going on in the space. Um, so I try to, I, I do my best to make these timely podcasts, you know, you know what I mean? Having a day job and everything, it makes it a little bit tougher, but try to make sure I get all the information to y'all in a timely fashion. So what I will say here, 50, 50 month. And what I mean is there's a couple things we need to look at because crypto and Bitcoin is way different than the stock market. And I completely understand that. And I know y'all understand that. And I know people still think it's correlated. It's not. I'm not going to dive into that right now. There's 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 smarter people than me that think the same thing, too. But I will say it's not totally, you know, completely, you know, just siphoned off from it either. Right. Like what we saw happen in March with the pandemic, you know, once they started locking everything down, you know, people got scared and started selling their stocks. And then it went right for crypto because a lot of the money that's entered in right now is <laughs> is these big institutions like they're the ones who are entering into bitcoin right they're the ones who are buying all these cryptocurrencies these are the venture capitalists right and they're the, they're the first ones to pull out right and that's why you see a lot of altcoins dropped in march because a lot of venture capitalists they love they love certain coins <laughs> right uh, they were highly invested into certain altcoins and we saw those take a big hit and some other altcoins not take such a big hit. And um, we saw Bitcoin take a big hit. Uh, and then we saw some other, you know, old school cryptocurrencies not take such a big hit. And it's because you have a lot of these institutions and a lot of this old money into this. And um, it's really recognizable when you see that when I saw that happen in March, I was like, wow, that's where that's where, where all the access is. But there's this couple things that have changed from from March till now. And I do want to kind of speak on that a little bit here. I want to touch on it a little bit here. So we have to recognize that March was kind of a once a century kind of thing. Uh, it doesn't really happen very often where you have certain powers that be that um, coordinate together to stop the economy. Right. Or to try their best to stop people from working. Um and it was due to the pandemic officially. That is the official statement coming from all governments around the world. But however you feel about that, and I'm pretty sure you can kind of understand where I come from with that. But with all that being said, it was done and there's nothing we can do about it. Now, since then, we, we have seen this uh, run up in the stock market caused by the Fed and the injection of mass amounts of liquidity. Now, 
when we saw that, it was a surprise to all of us because we realized then that crypto is the only <laughs> official game in town that's not rigged <laughs> at this point, right? Or not as rigged as the stock market. And so a lot of people were making money in the stock market. And now where we're headed is we're headed towards this winter now where it looks like there's a resurgence in COVID and now they're shutting down some of Europe and now it looks like it's going to start spreading and who knows what's going to happen here with our election coming next week and depending on which president is picked and how that's going to play out and, and whether you know, one person or the other is going to accept the <laughs> accept the, accept the results. Or you, you don't know what's going to happen. There's a lot of uncertainty in the world right now, uh, and it's all coming into kind of this big showdown here in November. And so this is why I call it. it's going to be a very 50 50 month. And so with all that being said, that's going to that's going to affect Bitcoin one or the other. I think what we're going to see one or two things. And before I jump into those one or two things, let me jump into Ethereum real quick. Ethereum is set to launch their their uh, their uh, phase zero launch here in November. And what that's going to what that's going to do, you can go back and listen to our old podcast that we we, we touched on on what phase zero was for Ethereum. If you want to go back and listen to that, we did a whole show on it. But what that's going to do, that's going to allow people to start depositing their ETH into those contracts. Now, why is this such a big thing? Well, this is such a big thing because this is going to be big for Ethereum and this is going to cost uh, a lot of uh, people moving in, moving their Ethereum onto this contract, which is going to further increase the price of Ethereum. And this should affect the entire I guess the the altcoin, alt digital space, whatever you want to call it, because at that point we should see, I wouldn't say a huge run up, but we should see some type of behavior for for all these ERC twenty tokens. This is going to be good for the Ethereum um, uh, community, right? And and so by expecting this deposit contract to get released here in in November, uh, Danny Ryan is one of the ones that said it here. He's, he does research for the Ethereum Foundation that it, they're just a few weeks away. And so if this takes place, then we have ourselves in a scenario where we're at 400 billy uh, total market cap right now. Uh, we have Ethereum just released their phase zero. Um, we have Bitcoin, uh, which is rising against a falling U.S. dollar. Uh, we have COVID cases spiking. We have uh, certain countries reclosing down again. Um, the United States, who knows what we're going to look like next week, right? Quite frankly. Um, and so we have all this going on and the only safe haven is this digital gold. And now finally companies are recognizing that and getting on board with it in droves. And then you have all these banks exiting and trying to create a crypto Bitcoin custody solution for them. And you have these merger and acquisitions. So there's a lot of things going on. And a lot of that stuff could definitely stop. Right. It could all get, get to a halt because they're uncertain of COVID and they want to wait till next year to do any of this. So that's where it's really going to it's really going to take place is what does it look like next week? And we don't have a crystal ball. <laughs> we live in uncertain times. So it's really hard to tell what next week looks like. But I would say is expect the unexpected, right? If Bitcoin soars and goes to 17K, you know, next week, expect it. 
if Bitcoin drops and goes down to because I don't think we'll go. I don't think we would fall below 3K, 38K or 3800 anymore. I think we would fall probably like to seven or eight. No, I would say probably eight or seven being the lowest. But quite frankly, I think that would be still be low. Um, maybe eight or nine K. Expect that to be expected. Right there. There really is that kind of and I don't want to scare you out, but there is that kind of synergy going on where you don't know which way it's going to go. It's very 50 50. Uh, I'd be completely shocked if next week we're still at this 13,000, 28 or 12,800 price. You know, if we're we're still above 12, 12.4 K and and sitting just below 13.2 K next week, I'd be completely shocked. I'd be like, wow, Bitcoin sustained an incredible week and it is still trucking and we're not stopping this train. So that would be shocking to me. But I'm telling you all this because there's a lot of things going on. And like I said, we'll explain more here on um, Bitcoin in November on Saturday. But with all that being said, there's some bullish news still coming out. We still have Bax cards still coming out. We still have Ethereum's deposit contract getting released here for free zero. We still have Cardano showing up on Coinbase custody here in November. There's still a lot of bullish news coming out. So and that's not to mention another <laughs> another possible big news item coming from Square. I really think they're going to be dropping something. I'd be shocked if they did it before the end of the year. And then that's not to mention all the other corporations that want to get on board with Bitcoin. But this is all going to depend on what's what it looks like next week. And um, quite frankly, we, we can't we just don't know. But I want you all to be ready for it. OK. Yeah, Bitcoin moves fast. Crypto moves fast. The news moves fast. Even though I feel like this has been one of the slower Octobers, uh, at least since I've been in it. But still, it was a very big October in a weird way. Um, stay tuned. This next week that's coming up is is going to be all over the place. <laughs> I think we're all expecting that, right? Um, I'm going to release this uh, Bitcoin in November. It's probably going to be one of the toughest ones uh, to ever put together. Um, more tough than the pre-happening, post-happening analysis. And um, I just really want to prepare everybody for uh, any kind of scenario that could occur. I think we are headed towards uncertain times here <laughs> in the next seven days. <laughs> but if we kind of keep keep our head, you know, on a swivel, as they say, and just kind of pay attention, uh, we can can make it out alive. All right. Have a good one. Save the world. See you next time.